Today's podcast is brought to you by Green Roads. You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the product that works best for you. Green Roads has hooked us up with some incredible products, and we want to share our experience with you. Green Roads has over 30K five-star reviews. That's 30,000, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They're an amazing place, the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They have award-winning products across the board. They were founded and formulated by pharmacists and even have QR codes on all of their packaging, which link to independent lab test results so you know exactly what you're getting every single time and they have a massive selection including oils topicals edibles beverages and more so whatever it is you're looking for green roads has you covered visit them today and remember to use that dnvr20 code to get 20 percent off your entire purchase Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR to join today and get amazing bonuses. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Blaze Hunter, as the Avs fall 3-2 to two to the Arizona Coyotes in a game in which the Avs scored five of the goals, four of the goals, I guess. The last one was a went off a Coyotes player, technically. Uh, the Avs hit as many posts as Arizona had goals. And a game that was all around just whack. Yeah, I mean, these games these games happen every year. Um, like, they... They are... They're, they're the, the least explainable games. Um, and they're, like... If you were if you were ever 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 trying to get somebody to become a fan of hockey, not, and you're this like, is not this, this is not one of the games that you would sit down and show them because it's there's just nothing that you can say about it because they can be watching it and they're and they're like, okay, well it seems like the Avalanche have the puck a lot, and every time they show every every time they show the stats and stuff. It sure looks like the abs are doing a lot better, but why are they losing? And even even the most educated of hockey people in the world will just say, <laughs> "That's hockey." <laughs> yep. Sometimes that's life. That's that's life when you throw when you throw a puck um, towards the net from fifty feet away and. It hits something on the way in, and it takes a funny bounce, and it just finds that space in the pads or whatever, and you just kind of shrug about it. And it's like, dang, man. I, I mean, 
This is this is the game so far this year where there is the least amount to say afterward. Agreed. Yeah. It I can't there is no breakdown on any of Arizona's goals. Goal one. Arizona shoots a puck, it goes off of Sam Gerard's stick and into the Avs net. Nothing Grubauer can do. Goal two. Arizona shoots a puck from the point, it goes off of Taves' stick and into the Avs net. Maybe in a universe where Philip Grubauer is a goaltending robot that can see through the human body, he's able to adjust to this and make an unbelievable save. But other than that, nothing he can do. Yeah, uh, like a where he's like a a robot where his puck tracking is perfect at yeah, all times. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I don't even know if he'd be able to stop it then. It's like Gold. those. It's like those ping pong robots. You're yeah. still gonna beat them every now and then. <laughs> right. <laughs> the human react. The robot reaction speed is only so fast. Like. <laughs> I mean, there's a re- yeah. There's a reason why you teach kids at a young age just to get in front of the net and create chaos, right? Yeah. Like, Goalie can't see the puck. You have a good chance of scoring. And and goal three, a shot by Arizona from the point. Devontae's ties the man and his stick up, and the puck hits his stick like in the shaft between his hands. Deflects yeah. and goes in. Nothing. Grew it's out not even like life. it's not even like a great tip where the guy is just great hand eye coordination. Like his stick is tied up. Devontae's plays that exactly the way that you were taught to. Yep. Is a picture if you were teaching somebody, and for the love of me. It was something that Nikita Zadorov had not figured out in five years in Colorado, how to tie a man's stick up properly. It was perfect from Taves. And yeah. it, that that puck goes off halfway up the stick and in the way that it does. And, like, like you don't take anything away from the Coyotes. You're just like, well, like, hey, those things, it worked for them. It happened for them. The fact that it happened for them three times in this game, and I can't tell you the last time that the Avs scored a, a goal like that, yeah. Is like, it's like that's just how games get decided. Sometimes the abs the abs committed the mortal sin tonight of being on the wrong side of the bad luck, and like, did they have opportunities? Yeah, of course. Did they capitalize on them? Obviously, they capitalized on one less than they needed to at least get to overtime. That was their big. That was their big problem. If you have any takeaway from this game, it's that without Nathan McKinnon, without Kale McCarr. And with a whole bunch of guys that are AHL lifers on your de- on the defense, they're having trouble scoring goals. Yep. And I do want to touch on that topic a little bit more, but I do want to dedicate this first period to call it the luck factor, call it the, the whatever you want, the bad bounces, the hockey gods, you name it. There is a hockey game in the timelines of the ultimate infinite universes that exist where – Arizona throws a billion pucks on net and, you know, you throw enough on net, you're going to get some bounces and you'll get some goals. Arizona had 14 shots on goal in this hockey yeah. game. And three I, of them were in the net. Multiple people like, oh, that's too bad defense. They had 14 shots on goal. They had 29 shot attempts all game long. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Fs had more shots how, on goal than Arizona had attempts. How argue that you can't understand the fact that when you shut it down that to that level that i mean yes you should win like 90% of those games but when you but when you don't this is what it looks like yeah 
<laughs> if the better team always won, you'd never play a game, right? You it's not, it's not even it's yeah. not even a bad offensive system. It's yeah. not true. <laughs> hold, hold, there, hold. there is verifiable, like hard data that you can go and you can look at right now, and you can pull this up and say, okay, where are they shooting from? Where's what is the issue here? What like <laughs> Is it? Is it? it, it, it <laughs> the biggest problem here is that there isn't a G written on the right side of that map. That's it. Yeah. But like you're, oh, there are too many point shots. Their most frequent shots are happening in the home plate area. This. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all this right is, here. This is everything that you want from an offensive performance, from an offensive effort, and from a defensive effort. Like this just sucks. Like in previous games, there have been major defensive breakdowns. There have been poor goaltending. There have been all sorts of issues that there that that we can point to in previous games that say that this is this one is different. This one is just different. Yeah, completely different. Like all three of their goals. It's funny because it's a bad offensive system, apparently, and that they're shooting from too far from the outside. But look where all three of their goals came from. Though none of those are prime scoring positions. Yep. None of them. They all, all of them come from shots from the outside that people in the chat are hating. High danger chances were 10 to 4 in the Avs' favor. And Arizona's goals did not come on their high danger chances, at least at 5 on 5. Yeah, 29 to 10 in scoring chances across the entire game in all situations. 29 to 10! <laughs> Like, like this was, there are, I knew, I knew I was going to hate doing the show because I knew it was going to go like this Yeah. because people want to take the problems from previous games and compound them into this one and say, what's going, why is this continuing to happen? What's going wrong here? What's happening? Look, this is just one of those games. This is the ultimate throw it in the bin game because you did nothing. There was nothing that you could point to that should have been done, done differently. They should have won this game six to nothing. Yep. Like, like really. You, you'd and, run this and, game oh, back. The offense is having a problem. You're missing Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. Of course, it's it, having a problem. You say the offense is having a problem, and it is. They do have to finish. Like, like Matt Calvert doesn't even get a quality shot on goal on a breakaway. Yeah. It, like, you have to do better than that, dude. It, it absolutely they have to finish, but this when is, you when this, you say that, when you say the abs have to finish, you're literally talking about a matter of inches. And look, I know not all posts are created equal. Look at the post that Ryan Graves hit in the first period in this game. He beats Kemper clean, blocker side, had him dead to rights, and he just he missed it by a half inch, a half inch, and that goes posted in, and people are losing their minds that Ryan Graves just <laughs> sniped on Darcy Kemper, but. You know, they didn't. And that, at the end of the day, is yes, the Avs need to score more. But we're not talking, even without the stars, the guys who you expect to score, we're talking about the marginalist of difference between them going up early and probably just dunking on this game. Yeah, I mean, even in the playoff series that they dominated last year, they lost a game. And Arizona was twice as competitive in that game as they were tonight. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's... This is this this should be our shortest post game show of the season. Yeah, there's there's almost nothing left to say about this. Like, 
The people who are mad, you guys are just mad. Like, it's fine. You want to be mad after the team loses. That's great. Like, the passion is always appreciated. Losing sucks. Nobody likes it. It's such a bummer. But this, like, conjuring up magical reasons why tonight is 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 a is problematic long term is bullshit. You're making stuff up. There's yeah. there you can you could do ten seconds of legwork, and I could spend all show tonight just debunking all of the dumb reasons that people have for why this why this is bad. Because like, I'm oh, sorry. it's just it's just nonsense. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm sure I'm they want gonna... to hear from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, because I'm old as dirt, right? And I remember the 96 abs through the 2001 abs. Like, <laughs> these games happened with them, too. And they were – sometimes they'd come back, tie it up, lose in overtime. Sometimes they wouldn't. You know, it's just the way the puck bounces sometimes. So, I mean, if you have a problem with what's going on right now, I mean, the injury plague, I think, is the biggest deal right now. I, the way that they played tonight, it was just, again, the it's, puck bounced the wrong way. Yeah, it's – I mean, we haven't even really talked injuries that much in like the last like week or two. We don't really get too much into the injuries, and we don't. There's just what? Okay, I mean, is that the Roomba again? Blaze just printed out the the total shots on goal from this hockey game. I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I do want to continue this conversation about the injuries in the second period. We do have to take our first period break here as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery. If there was ever a game to drink a beer after this one might be it because you just, what else can you do? Shrug this one off with a brewski. Go on, pick yourself up some Breckenridge Brew or grab their hard seltzer, which is absolutely delicious. You can find it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find some Breck Beer near you. We are also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can go win yourself tons of money. Basically, they give away free money all the time. If you're keeping an eye out, you're checking for the amazing deals. This time of year, you know what it is. You got conference tournaments tipping off in college basketball. March Madness right around the corner as well. DraftKings has you totally covered on that front. Bet $4 on any underdog. Win $256 if they win. You think you got a good read on an underdog? Make the bet. Get yourself a ton of money. Four, essentially free, right? Four bucks is nothing. You can go win silly amounts of money for four dollars. So jump in on it today over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If college basketball is not your thing. They have amazing odds boosts on golf, hockey, regular and NBA basketball, ping pong with robots. They probably have bets on that. Let's face <laughs> it. All right. So again, I kind of want to watch. Robot ping pong now. Like, I, like this, you're weirdly in my element here. Like more than once, I've gone to this Twitch channel, which is just robots playing each other in chess. Oh, that sounds awful. It's horrible. Oh, it's not interesting at all. But it will put you right to sleep. And if you're into robots, it's pretty cool to see them both like calculating moves against each other. <laughs> anyway. 
head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download that now. And again, use code DNVR to let them know we sent you and get the amazing opportunity to turn $4 into 256 for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. We do have some news here on the injury front. Evan is doing the postgame presser, letting us know that McKinnon is the only guy that Jared Bednar is convinced will be back anytime soon. I don't I don't understand how this dude does this. <laughs> Keeps um, pushing injuries off into oblivion, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't under I don't understand. Two two days ago, Bowen Byram was quote unquote progressing yeah. in the same breath as as Matt Calvert, and yeah. now what? Kale McCarr was gonna be back, and then he was gonna be back this week, and then he was gonna be back over the weekend, and then and now he's not coming back anytime soon. Which which version of Jared Bednar is lying to us? <laughs> because it's either post game Bednar or it's pre game Bednar. One of those two dudes is lying to us because he's constantly giving out different information about this topic. It it is pretty wild. It, it we've talked about it before. It's certainly frustrating from our end to constantly have the he's day to day talk for weeks on end of guys coming back into the lineup. I, 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 we don't know what to say about it anymore. The, all we can say is, and we, I'm sure AJ, you get as many DMS as I do, where all you can say is the guys will be back when they're back because that's all we know. Oh yeah. I always just get like random people will just message me and be like, what's the update on EJ? And it's like, do you need somebody to tell you every day that he's out long-term? <laughs> like we don't have one. We need to create a cheat sheet for Bednar. That's just like anything he says equals this day to day. We day, to day. <laughs> progressing. They just Lucky. all say no, no clue. Yeah. <laughs> the one fun thing about when a guy has been a coach for a number of years is that you can legit play like, like press conference bingo with them <laughs> on their key <laughs> phrases. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's just, it's so predictable. The same, like they just they have the same grooves that they just slide into all the time. And you're like <laughs> a new drinking right. game, so you can forget your woes about. Yeah. Is, is there is there like a shirt opportunity here? Chat, let us know. Would you wear a day to day shirt? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty. Funny. I mean, I feel like we're all day to day, right? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I had, I had a just a a terrible cough and just a horrible, horrible migraine all day, which is why I was not at the, at the arena tonight. And then all I did was just take a bunch of drugs and it's like, all right, I'm good for the next hour. <laughs> I'll be okay for the next yep. hour. This is, this is cool. Get through what you need to get through. <laughs> but I feel like a shirt that just says we're all day to day. And then <laughs> a, a sad face in hockey sticks. And we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It designs itself. Here we go. That yeah. bottom sad face stick specifically broken by Miko Rantanen's knee after this hockey game. Yeah. We'll we'll see how I am tomorrow. I'm not I'm not planning on leaving bed for the second straight day. 
Yeah. But migraines, migraines are the absolute worst. And unfortunately, the only lights I have in my room, as you can see behind me, it's yeah. all dark. I've taken all the lights out. And the only ones that I have is this incredibly bright spotlight right above my head. <laughs> so that's what am great. I doing with that? <laughs> yeah. So tonight's the only time I've ever regretted that choice. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's circle back into the game here and and pick the bones a little bit. I suppose. I do love the idea of the day to day. I know, yeah, right? It, yeah. it, 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 the light bulb just went off in my yeah, head, and I was like, hmm. "We're all day to day." I've got a bunch of work to do tonight, but that one might just creep into <laughs> top of the queue. <laughs> Jump in the queue, baby! Yeah, yeah. let's go. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on Ranton and then Landeskog here? Because let's face it, the the true big guns of the Avs are out. Is there? Do you expect more out of them, or is this just the way it goes? Blaze, I'll I mean, defer. I I do expect more out of those two. I thought um, Landeskog was a little quiet. I thought Ranton had a little bit better of a game tonight. Um, there was a part there in the third period where it looked like he just wanted the puck and he wanted to go, but there was just nobody to share the puck with. So it kind of just ended there, <laughs> but he can, he also didn't have very many shots on net either. So yeah, that's all I have. Nico at least did get a point tonight with an assist, but yeah. So wait, what, what he didn't have a shot. He had shots. He had but yeah. two shots, he right? He didn't have yeah. a goal. Yeah. Yeah, both Landy and Renan had two shots yeah. tonight. Yeah. Did did I say otherwise? No, I just I I said they didn't have very many shots. Oh, oh they didn't okay. have very many. I just misheard yeah. you. That's on me. Yeah, yeah. That game felt a little or that little transition there felt a little bit like this Avs game, honestly. <laughs> That's what it felt like watching this hockey so, game. <laughs> just from again, just from the numbers here, at five v five, Gabe Landeskog, uh while while on the ice tonight, the Avs seven scoring chances two against 11 to four in shots with Ranton in on the ice. It was 12 to five in shots and eight to two in scoring chances. Like everything. But boring. Yeah. Just again, it's just an inaccurate statement. Now where I'm, where I'm struggling was if you have a guy who has been a point per game player for the last three years. And again, is a point per game player currently what I don't like is Rantanen drifting on the power play. The deferral of closer and closer to the to the goal line. He's like because he knows that they're taking away his one timer, he's drifting and he's taking away his own shot. He's yeah. defending himself. And he got all the way down there. And look where he was taking one timers at the end of the game. Like no angle at all. Yeah. Like at the very end of the game, he actually he actually had an angle there. He actually was like but they had three guys in front of him because they were completely selling out. But that dude earlier on the power play in the game, when not the one yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. two minutes to go, he was just drifting to the goal line. And he was not. And Burkowski makes one really god-awful pass to him where yeah. he wanted the one-timer and it was like four feet in front of him. And he what had the world, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's bad. But... Like, Rantanen kind of defended himself a little bit, like, straight on the power play. And that would really, that was really my biggest problem with him tonight. When you talk about the fact that that dude was, that dude was playing center, like, that, 
totally unfamiliar like yep it's really I mean, and and let's be honest with the injuries the avs have the avs are just throwing stuff at the wall right now and see yes they're trying to find solutions and it looks like their second line is still good their second line is still doing its thing i saw somebody in the chat hating on nazim kadri who has like nine points in the last two weeks dude and it's and you're and it's just like what in god's name can you ask more for like, for, like nazim kadri frustrates me every single night every but the production's night. there because the generation it, is there it feels like, like that guy is a part of more wasted scoring opportunities than anybody else on earth and then i go and i watch other teams play and i'm like these dudes would kill for Kadri's generation. Like, this, dude, this dude, this dude, is just not like the like. He's constantly involved in stuff happening, which is how scoring happens in the first place. You have to be involved in good things happening to begin with. But it's it still feels like he's involved in so many wasted opportunities. But at the same time, like you're not paying him nine million dollars. Nope. You're you're not paying him to be your top guy. And there he is. He has like 18 points in 24, 23, 24 games. Like, yep. That guy has done absolutely everything that you could realistically ask from him. If your big problem with him is that he hasn't cashing in on more opportunities and that he's not elite, then it's the same problem that you have with Hunter Miska, asking him to be an NHL goaltender when he's just not. <laughs> I didn't mean to take that side swipe there. It just happened to be the best example. <laughs> Well, with all those opportunities that he has too, right? He's going to miss more opportunities. Like that first chance that he had. I mean, you know, you look at that and you're like, he should score. But that's just, it's not going to happen every time for him. I mean, he hit a post too tonight. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like things are, (laughs) it's not Eric Jelena firing bombs from the point that are missing the net by 15 feet. And again, like, like, remember Zadorov would do the same thing where it was like this dude's got a crazy shot because he leans all the way into it. And you're like, there's no doubt this guy is firing off 105 mile an hour bombs. But they're, they're. You, no one knows where it's going. <laughs> like you got random guys getting getting like assassinated by those things. You know, it was just like, oh my god, this is a mess, dude. Like those good, they were never anywhere close. It was it was like the one timer that Jacob McDonald ripped tonight that cleared the zone after they had after they had the entry and all, and it was just yeah. like. Okay. <laughs> Gerard's one timer in the third period. Like I thought he was gonna fall over the way that he had to go out to get that puck. It was so far in front of him. Really ripped it. Yeah. Right, in, yeah. right into the crest, baby. Yeah. 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 I'm just it's so I, I think it is so funny to me that people are so mad that Ryan Graves shoots all the time. But our love, like, love Jacob McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're doing the same thing. It's just you're tired of seeing Ryan Graves do it. <laughs> All right. We can take like, a second like, period break there. Uh, do you want to finish? Jacob McDonald's goal was like a shitty wraparound. Yeah. It's a, a wraparound that he didn't even, like, score. He yeah. threw it off the goalie and it went in, but. It was uh I just that's the stuff that that's the stuff that kills me. And Ryan Graves made a great play on their first goal. Like, yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, just 
second period break on that note. With Chevalier Mortgage, both Mike and Virginia are there over at DNVR Mortgage where you can get a free consultation and sign up to win yourself a free DNVR shirt or hat as well. So just get over there for the free stuff at the very least. Sure, you've heard about the great mortgage rates going on right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. They do have the great rates, but Mike is also a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're small family owned, just like us here at DNVR. So they'll take everything you know and try and work it all in like a big happy family. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or visit Virginia or visit call Virginia at 303-257-6578. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, Rudo, Blaze, AJ. I mean, <laughs> I don't you would run this game back a hundred times out of a hundred, right? Like if you erase the score and you knew the Avs were going to be this dominant on the metrics, you'd never say no to this hockey game, right? Absolutely. Is, is there anything you would, would change the goals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously the final score is the only thing, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, it looks great in the stats. So, I, so a couple things. One, tonight, great example of why you don't trade for Darcy Kemper because that guy is constantly Injury nursing injuries. Does that, does, does that just sound at all like the thing that Colorado needs to bring in? He'd fit right in, though. I yeah, I mean, like a tailor-made av, but in all the wrong ways. It, is that like spooky vibes, all right? The Avs fan base starts thinking about trading for a guy and even they're getting hurt? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so yeah, Kemper hurt, obviously, a, a bit of a story for this game, as Ranta does come in and finish it off, but I don't know, man. I don't know. This the, game was nonsense. The shots on goal are 35 to 14, and you don't win. Yeah, well, and, and like, the three of us don't even have anything to say about goaltending, because it's like, look at those goals. Yeah, just completely ridiculous. They're just nonsense, where you're just like, all right, well. That's weird. Maybe that walrus from the commercials could save some of those bucks, but that's about it. Yeah. Avs should employ a sumo wrestler for the <laughs> backup goaltender, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a weird game, to say yeah. the least. Uh, I, <laughs> I pattern in tonight, I guess we can talk about this a little bit. Um, somehow, yeah, Greg Patterson somehow on a night with absolutely dominant shot metrics is on the negative side of things. <laughs> what I is there a world where the Avs have to start looking for another defenseman? Dude, I don't, I'm not gonna make my Matias Eichholm play a plea again because I think if they get him, they're well, I'm not gonna get into it again. I mean, it, it, ignoring high or low end. Of defensemen not in the lineup tonight, all Avalanche contracted defensemen outside of the lineup tonight are either injured or their name is Kyle Burrows. End of list. (laughs) So if one more defenseman gets hurt for the Avs... I mean, I'm down for seeing Kyle Burrows. Let's go. (laughs) He was trained in the Islanders system. We saw how good that was for... Devontae out pretty well. Cal yeah. Burrows, baby. <laughs> How Give him number eighty-eight. Let's roll. 
Helen Rill, that's what we're talking about is the defense that we might like the abs might need more depth in defense yeah. because of injuries. It's insane. No, I will. And no, the answers, the answers are, to be honest with you, it's no, because with, with two thirds of an AHL defense tonight, it's just Arizona a 14, 14 shots on goal. Like great point. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not like this is like, they, they've been, their defense has been decimated with injuries and it's not a thing that we ever talk about because they're succeeding for the most part. They haven't given up 30 shots on goal in I think 13 games now. And like this is a this is a league where like getting 30 shots on goal is not like an accomplishment. It's kind of just it's what teams average. They all they all hang around that as an average. Yeah, and it's just like even with these guys, even with Jacob McDonald and Dan Renuff and all these cats, like it's defen- defensively, it's just fine. The producer in my ear says we have a super chat question. We know AJ wants Rene, but given he's untouchable, has Saros played his way into being an affordable backup that might be available for the Fs? No. You see Saros' heart? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's heart? For the, right. I think he's out for the next couple weeks. That's that's on Alec there. He he was yeah. thinking about it, and the guy as fans just start <laughs> saying names of teams the Avs are about to play because yeah. he got some weird mojo going on. Right Guys, now. he's already hurt. <laughs> uh, but in seriousness, like no, why would they? Why would Nashville? I mean, yeah. Like maybe we're just under halfway through a sh- an abbreviated season with him as a starter, right when their whole franchise is kind of falling apart. Like it's no, they they don't have any reason to really move on from Soros unless somebody does something silly. At absolute worst, Soros bridges them to Askarov, right? Like, yeah. Well, and if we can ever figure out what's going on with Connor Ingram, that guy's been yeah, exceptional I mean, in the AHL. Dude's got. Connor Ingram was my whole theory for yeah. he's my whole theory for Nashville's expansion draft is that they're going to use Connor Ingram as fodder for not losing an NHL roster player. <laughs> Although at this point they would probably love to lose an NHL roster player. Shit, about eight million dollars or so. Yeah, they're like Brian Johansson, Matt Duchesne. Any of you guys interested here? So, yeah, that I, Nashville's about to be real interesting to watch. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) we're 33 minutes into a post game show, and all we have to do is talk about other teams because that game was so set and forget. It was like, look, the Avs' territorial dominance was the same. It's like playing capture the flag and being in the other team's base all game long, except they snuck three flags out through some nonsense. They glitched it through the map, and you lost. And now you got to go home. You got to eat all that trash talk for the next two days. (laughs) And now, and and like. To be honest with you, I'm not even that concerned about it because this is this is an Arizona team that they have not had any issues with in yep. in the last I mean, this is starting to like starting to move on here. Like it's starting to get on to like this the, the abs like straight have these guys' numbers. This is the, the weakest yeah. version of the abs <sighs> that Arizona's ever gonna see. Yeah, and, and like they, they might get away with it again on Wednesday if McKinnon doesn't come back. And I'm, I don't get it. McKinnon skating, and like I get, I get the caution, but with concussions, it's like if it's, you're good, you're good, and if you're not, you're not. There isn't like 
a hamstring pull where, you know, you have to like work it back into shape. It's not like the guy's been off ice for a week. What's going on here? If you're good, you're good. I, I, if you're not, then you don't play. This is so pure, weird. Purely speculative, but I do almost wonder if this is a little bit of load management from the abs on these guys. That, that, you know what? If it was, tonight's a great example of like, you got a little too cute with it. Yep. Don't disagree. I do. I, I like the theory, though. <laughs> They don't have two days off for the rest of the year, so maybe, maybe there's something to it. I don't know, but look, you can't even make the joke that they've taken any of these game nights off because they're playing hard most of these games. Yeah, like they've had probably like the first periods against Anaheim weren't very good. I didn't have an issue with the first period tonight. They just I, got they, they just got scored on in some nonsensical it, ways where you're just like, it, oh, I mean, look stupid. at their last two losses. They dominated the second halves of both of these games. Yeah. It won the majority of the puck battles, whatever you want to call it. One of them, they just couldn't get a save, and the other, they, I guess, couldn't get a save on deflections. Yeah. Like, like the inj- to be honest, the injuries aren't aren't really haven't been a major problem. Yeah, now, a night like tonight, a night like tonight, like what's the, if McKinnon and McCarr are in the lineup? What's the difference? You know, do they do they put up fifty shots on goal instead? Okay, well, and if you give those, if you give them fifteen more shots on goal with those two guys on the ice, I absolutely love the idea that they probably score one more goal. Yeah. I would take those odds. <laughs> but if they didn't, then the conversation is exactly the same about why they lost. I mean, yeah, look at look at the goal they scored too. Right, the goal they score is Kadri feeding Nachushkin net front. Great call that your second line or whatever, getting a goal. And the power play scores because Andre Burakovsky is on it doing that one play where he comes down the wall. I love that he just like circles. Yep. (laughs) They get him the puck and the other team just caves in and they're like, all right, he's going to shoot it. Just stop it. (laughs) This is what we do. And like, that's what he does. And when it doesn't work, he just goes back and he goes back to the point. He circles again. We'll try again. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God, we talked about how the first power play had problems. Well, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, Francois St. Laurent is shit at his job. I've said it for years. Everybody hates Tim Peel, but St. Laurent has been my least favorite ref since I started covering the NHL. I learned his name my first year on the job, and that's not a good, that's not a good thing. There's a lot of refs that I don't know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, and I, I put this disclaimer every time we talk about the refs, but the refs had zero impact on this hockey game. But that I mean, be- they had a power play with two minutes to go. Like, yeah. They had their chance. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I guess that's what you'd be mad about is that they've had their chance They and they just did not execute. They didn't finish. But, you know, I – it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Let's. I want to frame this one more way, and then we'll get out of here for the night. Is the Avalanche's lack of finish sustainable? Yeah, can totally. They, can they go the rest of the season struggling to score like this? Yeah, absolutely. There's no. There's no breakout guaranteed. No. You're never guaranteed to to regress to the mean that way. The way that the power player or the penalty kill has started to give up started to give up goals just after Andy wrote that whole piece where she was like, 
the power play or the penalty kill is going to come back to earth, guys. And, like, she was right because it was in the numbers. It wasn't like they were keeping – it wasn't like they were keeping them off of scoring a sh- scoring attempts at all. But when it comes to scoring goals, you're not owed anything in the league. You, I mean, you can have you can cry about bad luck all day, but at some point, you're just not a very good score. But and, the, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's the tale of two teams, though. Like, there's those blowouts that happen, right, where they just they can't miss and they score all the time. But then there's these games where it's it just doesn't seem like anything's getting past a goalie. It looks like they're shooting right at the guy's chest the whole game. Yeah, and if you look at if you want to talk about all oh, these guys are bad shooters or whatever, like right now the Avs, most of these guys are in career lows in yeah. shooting percentage right now. Outside of Jonas Donskoy, almost all of these guys are not where are not where they normally are. Donskoy <laughs> shooting like twenty eight percent. Yeah, insane. Like, <laughs> like Ranton, even Rantanen is shooting fifteen percent, and he's low. Nathan McKinnon right now is at 6%. Yep. All right. Brandon Sod at 25%. That'll come that's down. Pretty a little bit. Yeah. That's that'll, pretty high. That's coming down. Jonas Donsko at 28, though. That's low. And then, you know, Wait, Val Matushkin all, all of a sudden. Uh, I'm sorry. That's too high. Yes. I was like, wow. 20, 28. That's obviously way, 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 way too high. But then you look at you look at some of these other guys like Ryan Graves. Everybody laughs. Oh, Ryan Graves! He's shooting zero percent. Tyson Jost is shooting three percent in his in, in right now. Like you, we have years of data to give us an idea of what kind of shooters these guys are. And Tyson Jost, guess what? He's not a three percent shooter. And I think I think that's the overarching story we're starting to see here is certainly over the course of their careers, a lot of guys are going to look at this season and go, that year was my worst shooting year. But yeah, and, and it happens. The the thing that you worry about with Tyson Jost is the fact that he go he's gotten down every yep. year. Yep. But for the Evs at a whole, it doesn't matter what they shoot next year. The problem right now is they got to get guys shooting this year. And yeah, you would and, hope they would get out of that slump. Here, well, I mean, it's 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 such a widespread slump. Like what's happening with Nachushkin right now? It needs to happen with Belmar. It needs to happen with Calvert. It needs to happen with Jost. It needs to happen with Comfer. All of these guys need these little course corrections here. It doesn't mean that they're going to score nine points in a week, but all of a sudden, like they pick up goals here and there, little little goals here and there. Like that's that's exactly like. Landis Cog's a great example of this. The guy hadn't scored in forever. And now he's shooting 10%, which is a pretty respectable number for a top six player. But even for his career, he's an 11% shooter. Well, it's, I mean, it's just that, right? Like Landy too had that run of four goals in five games that yeah. Duke is having right now. Right. And that that's exactly what you said is not guaranteed. Is there regression? I guess it, it would be progression towards the mean for for guys that are under the mark. And maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't. I think the <laughs> the one thing I remain confident in is even if that course correction doesn't come, the Avs are still a playoff team. 
We're still playing theme right now. I don't know With, why we have to do this yeah, every day. I, because that's what the people want to hear. I know, I know, but they don't. I go look at the stand. Yeah, you could be like, oh well, Arizona's now only one point behind them, and the Abs have two games in hand, and like a million head-to-head games remaining remaining against these guys. Like, we're gonna see. If Arizona's going to take their playoff spot, they're going to have to start with it being head-to-head. And after tonight's win, guess what? The Avs still have at least a 500 record against every single team in their division. They don't have a losing record against a single team in the division. And and you know Arizona didn't walk out of this building confident about anything after tonight. Well, I'm like, Arizona's thrilled, right? They're like, ah, got it. Like, we, we, stole, stole we stole those two points. Yeah. <laughs> so you you got to get those every year. If a team's going to sneak into a playoff spot, you got to get those. You got you to gotta steal a couple of those. And from the good teams, those get stolen a couple times every year. And you just kind of, you're just kind of like, well, well, that sucks. Yeah. That's right. a bummer. Final thoughts here. Blaze. I, have we are these bones dry? Have we picked this carcass just completely dry here? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. There's. I'm, I'm not worried. I think the abs are fine. Like again, like looking at the stats from tonight's game, you're just like, whatever. Yeah. Just, just don't don't even think about this game ever again. I won't. <laughs> I will not. Don't you worry. All right. That's uh, let's just leave it there. Uh, we're gonna get out of here for the night. We are brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can uh, get great deals with that when you use code DNVR20 on your first purchase to get 20% off. Blame the jorts. Hey, no, all right. Look, Cygnus brought up a good point. When I wore the jorts, the abs did get at least one point. They're all one and one since you decided to flash the legs to everybody. Calvert came back too. The Jorts are 0 and 1, and they brought back the yeah, Daddy. Okay. Look, my brain's clearly just not on. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe to the video. That really helps us out a lot on YouTube. Of course, we'll have more post game content with AJ and Evan's pieces over on thednvr.com. If you really like us, consider subscribing to the website to check that out. You really don't like what we had to say tonight. You're not going to like my piece tonight. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Evan's grades are going to be that much different. I don't know what else to say about this game, but yeah, I'm yeah. If it's not there, there, there can only be one or two legitimate like D grades given out tonight. Yep. All right. Otherwise, otherwise he's being way too harsh tonight. Come on, well, man. That happened. Hopefully, <laughs> results look a little bit better. Can we can we change the name of the show to that? <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <laughs> the DNVR Avalanche post game. <laughs> all right. Thank you for watching, everyone. We love you all. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a day to day shirt in our future. We'll see. Have a good rest of your night, and we will see you guys next time. 